whole thing was shadowing us, right behind us, right on the side of us. You, you, you could kind of see the thing moving through the woods. Uh, all I can remember is flipping the light on, and I see this creature, and I knew, I knew in my heart, I knew in my mind, in the whole night, this isn't a man. And then this thing walks across the road, takes a turn towards us, and then leaps over a guardrail. Went to look forward, and there was a big black thing. Squatch DTV. Exploring the Bigfoot mystery each week with your hosts, veteran researcher, author, and TV personality, the Squatch Detective, Steve Culls, and from the Bigfoot Research Project of Kentucky, Chris Bennett. Sit back and buckle up as we bring you guests from around North America discussing the Bigfoot phenomena, but not without a few laughs, too. Here are your host, Stephen Chris. And good evening, cyberspace. Welcome to Squatch DTV for today's date, October 2nd, 2022. I'm your host, your guide, the Squatch Detective Steve Coles, along with, well, you know the man downstairs right there, hey. Mr. Chris Bennett. Good to see hey. you, my friend. Good, sir. going in New York? Everything is going fine. And uh, just so everybody knows and everybody can see that we are joined by our guest tonight, Mr. Jay, Jay. for Shizzle Bachochin. There he is. <laughs> oh, look, that's like the Brady Bunch. Yeah. yeah. That's Pretty right. Cool. <laughs> hey, guys. How you doing? We haven't quite got Alice yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, we're doing wonderful. And uh, <clears throat> so let's do our roll call real fast. And uh, then we'll get into it. So we want to say hi to all our folks. And Lance Windsor, who was the first one in the room, turned light on for everybody else. Chris Tipton. Hello, Chris. Chris. The Scottish wild man says, get the kettle on. Hello, uh, Matt from Central Florida Bigfoot. Hello, Lester right. Taylor. Happy belated birthday, Lester. Lester Taylor Lester, joining happy us. Birthday. Hey, we got Joe from Western New York Bigfoot here. Yep. Sandra Piper. Good to see you. Angel Nolan. Hello, Jen, uh, of course, Sherry, mm -hmm. the missus, she's in the house. Hi, Sherry. 
Uh, I think we said Sandra Piper's in the house. Uh, going down the list, down the list, down the list, down the list. Because uh, everybody's talking, which is a good thing. Um, I know Mick is out there. Our good friend Mick. Mick. Yeah. Mick yeah. is driving. Uh, 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 Don Fuller and Ammon Chris is in the house. Ammon Chris. I know My Eyes is out there. I don't know what. This one's like YouTube user. <laughs> okay. Pretty generic. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> didn't sign in, but saying hello. Hello. Uh, Don Fuller, of course. Low Rider. A lot of riders in the house Low tonight. Uh, and uh, Joe, we're glad to see you're back too. You're feeling better. And uh, we have DM Zabo in the house. Uh, do, 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 do. Kill Roy. And, That's new. And, Welcome. And uh, YouTube user says, hello, Jay. <laughs> Well, hello, YouTube user. Uh, Tim Halloran's in the house, author of Bigfoot Influencers. Hello. We're going to be having him on very shortly. I got to get with him to get a date tied up with him. And, of course, Grasshopper's in the house. Grasshopper. Good to see you. Uncle Bones. Uncle Bones, too, yeah. Lockbeard. There he is. Lockbeard's in the house, as always. We got (laughs) Nikki over at Harry Manhood Hoaxes and Hoodwinks. Nikki, good to see you. Little Kilroy is here. <laughs> yeah. I love awesome. these names. That is awesome. <laughs> David Voigt Vout is here. Hello, hello. Good hey, to see you, Dave. Howdy, howdy, Brent howdy. from the Tall Ones is here. Brent, good to see Brent. you, brother. And uh, so everybody is in. And of course, Aaron is in the house. Hello, Aaron. Aaron. <clears throat> That's okay, Aaron. We forgive you. Um, <laughs> it was just me and Chris anyway. I would have fell asleep too. No, just kidding. <laughs> Hey, I get all my stuff from you guys. So your your breakdowns, they're they're incredible. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, and welcome. you know, if, if you notice my voice is coming back, Chris. Yeah. Much to the good. chagrin of the missus. She she's uh, had you on the silent treatment. You've been quiet for a little while, huh? Let your voice heal. <laughs> no, actually, uh uh, you know, if, if people have noticed I'm not smoking those nicotine sticks. Oh, yeah. Very frequently. I'm yeah. back to vaping. And that, you know, anytime I get laryngitis, I tend to go back to vaping and right. goes, but I think I'm going to keep vaping instead of going back well, to uh, the nicotine. You know, I'm not going to say that's healthy, but it's probably a little bit better for you than uh, Definitely the easier. old cancer sticks. No, yeah. no more. Oh, oh, yeah. You know what? I also meant to say I saw Charlie Wonton in the house. We all know who that character is. <laughs> we also see, and we also see Diane Dee Dee. in the house. Dee Dee. There's the better half of Jimmy. Dee Dee. Hi, Diane. Yeah, and I, I saw Chris Tipton in there too. Yeah, I I think so as well. Yeah, just a uh, good good friend, good good friend. Big big uh, crowd here. Um, so Jay, let's uh, you know what? While we're doing this part, let's put the we're, we can't play the sound in the trailer because unfortunately there were some copyright issues with the music. Um, as far as YouTube was concerned, you know what and, are you gonna do? I own. We always find a. I got so the license it, for the rights. They should know that. Yeah, so I'm going to just let this play out uh, while we yeah. talk, and then that can play in the background while we discuss the show. So I, I got to say, the, the runtime on this was, what, two hours and four minutes? Two hours, four minutes. And, man, I mean, that is quite an accomplishment. Well, thank um, you. you know, uh, well, everyone kept trying to say, keep it down. My first one was two hours and six minutes. And so I'm going to beat that because they some people said that was too long. So I beat it by two yeah. minutes. <laughs> Well, it's, you know, it's a lot to tell. Yeah. There were some pa- parts in it that were pretty fast paced. And there's some parts in it that 
made you sit back and go, Hmm, I got to think about this. Mm -hmm. And that, that was the interesting thing. And, um, you know, if folks haven't seen it, it's a, it really, what I like about it, it's an honest discussion about all aspects of the Bigfoot phenomenon. I mean, you, you, you talk, you talked, we talked about, and you know, me being on it, we talked about everything across the board. We talked about the extraterrestrial connections. We've talked about the uh, flesh and blood connections. We've talked about the, the Nephilim, which I was surprised to see that in there with your pastor there. Yep. Pastor buddy there. And then we had, and then we had the, uh, the whole paranormal type of of thing. And, and uh, you know, it, it, it definitely, uh, you you deploy a lot of people in a lot of different aspects of the, the show, which I thought was remarkable. Um, Thank you. You know, I mean, who would think of, and I, I've seen it done before, but who has ever done it on a documentary? It's like, I brought, I've invited these paranormal investigators to see what they can do. Exactly. Uh, and, I, and I thought that was, that was quite interesting. Well, um, I, I started out thinking the same thing, just... You know, when I first started out, it was just flesh and blood. That was it. You know, it was a flesh and blood primate we haven't caught up with. And, you know, just everything just always evolves, right? Because actually I was seeing those lights, but I did not put them in my first documentary because just talking about the subject itself is kind of, you know, it all depends. I guess if you really believe, then you really, in the first one, wanted me to say, I believe. But that was me just kind of, you know, learning and getting through the door of trying to understand what Bigfoot is. Right. Right. And, you know, um, <clears throat> so there's a few uh, folks more that wandered in. Uh, let's see. We had Dale Boswell. Dale, I hope you're feeling better, brother. Dale, you're a little well, under the weather, so I, I hope you're feeling better, brother. My I prayers are with you. Brother, and prayers are with you, bro. And uh, Bride Guide Pros, hello, welcome. And Pink Patriot, welcome as well. Welcome. Good to see you. So, um, yeah, um, and I noticed your, your beliefs kind of are, uh, you see them evolve a little bit in this, uh, documentary. I noticed when you start, you're calling them Sasquatch by the end of it, you're calling them Sasquatch people at times. Right. Yeah. Um, And and I always rolled my eyes whenever I heard that at the beginning, people would call them. I still do. Yeah. The, the, uh, the elders, you know, and it's kind of like, dude. It is a, you know, it's a Bigfoot. It's a, yeah. you know, it's a primate we haven't caught up with. But I just kind of had a little bit more respect, I guess, you know, in my area. Yeah, and I, and I understand that. Yeah. I, uh... well, there's a, what I liked about it, you, you covered a lot of different uh, opinions of what the Sasquatch may be. And that that's good. It's good to keep an open mind. And, right. you know, they're, everybody's got their own opinion and. I'm no different. I think they're just some sort of undiscovered primate. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing <clears throat> magical about them. But uh, I also think that sometimes there can be phenomenon that happens along with a sighting that may make somebody think, well, hey, maybe uh, something else is going on here, you know. And it's I, uh, entirely well, plausible, you know. Well, my, my thing has always been from the beginning, because remember, from 2013 and below, I... Bigfoot wasn't even on my radar. I mean, I, I would look for ghosts, um, you know, UFOs. Uh, I, I believed in a Loch Ness monster, but Bigfoot to me still didn't exist. The Patterson film was a guy in a suit. Everybody's been doing this for so long, and nobody's ever really been able to bring a body in or really good quality <clears throat> video. And every video that comes up, it's a hoax. 
So it's kind of like it, it was never on my radar. It was like a, a unicorn or a leprechaun. Hey, which they which they, which they may be next in, in finding J3. No, I'm just joking. Um, but you know, my thing Hello, was, Billy. <laughs> my my thing has always been uh if they were just flesh and blood, and, and I do believe they are flesh and blood by I think they have other different attributes, but um if they were just a flesh and blood creature like a gorilla. You know, how are we, you know, finding a trackway of like I did 12 and they just disappear? See, none of that ever has made sense. Or just finding the one single print, which, you know, I understand they people said they, they can pivot, jump, you know, and, and throw you off track. I, I don't know. And again, well, I, I always ask this question to people that ask that question. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and, and mind you, I, I, I don't want to get in, a, in an argument about and this is yeah. an open discussion, but a lot of times people will say that, well, you know, how do you explain that? Well, have you ever tracked a, a deer or a bear? No. I mean, I, well, they, they tend to do that too. Yeah. Just disappear. It, it all depends. It depends on substrate. Right. Right. So all of a sudden you'll be tracking and all of a sudden where to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So just because they disappear, doesn't mean it, 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 it has a number of different factors. If anybody has ever tracked a deer, a moose, a bear, anything, a wolf, a cat, yeah. you're going to eventually your, their tracks are going to peter off. <laughs> and it's not because they just. So that that's something I caution people. You know, it, it tends to be the big argument. Well, how do you explain that? Well, how do you explain that with a deer? Right. Right. You know, so that that's something that, you know, people, you know, and explain, and, you know, unfortunately the, and, and thank you for your honesty is, you know, is that, that, that's the majority answer. Well, have you ever tracked a deer? Well, no, I haven't. So right. Yeah. A deer does that too. Hey, right? I've always said I'm not a Outback Jack or Crocodile Dundee. Right. Yeah. Or, yeah. or you know, Native American well, who can track these, but uh, no. And the thing is, th that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's always learning i've always been out to hunt the truth whether or not i'm i i'm not trying to prove bigfoot's out there i i know it is but i'm also not going to tell people what it is i don't i don't think anybody really has i think we all feel like we do have it down pat mm -hmm. we have that answer and, and maybe we do i you know absolutely I, and you know what and jay this this I, you talked about taking a break from doing this for as far as documentaries for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. But let me let me give you uh, some great ideas, and this is what I tell people that that do this in the research. And this show is gained uh, geared mostly for researchers and people that are interested in the the the, the fine tuning of the research. Is that if you're going to research, you know what? And this is what I ended I did is track a deer, mm -hmm. track you know cast some prints of a known animal. It gets you used to doing it, mm -hmm. so that's just a that, maybe that, a little that, maybe I mean, a little primer for you. Is, yeah, hey, you never try track a deer, right? And that that's totally great advice with that because, yep. like we were just talking about on the backstage before getting yep. up on here about the woodpecker, um, you know, we're also talking about uh, when I was out there and in hearing different sounds, and even though I've been in this one area for nine years, just because I heard it last week does not make it a Bigfoot. I mean, right. I, I I was probably not out there at that one particular time, you know, over the past nine years, and it just happened to be. So that's how I always take it. That's right. how I always approach it. Never and, trying and, to, yeah, never trying to prove it, but always just trying to find out what the truth is. And that's what I love about this program 
You never turn around and say, it's a Bigfoot, <laughs> right? You yeah. turn around like, like you were talking about the tree stuff. And yeah. you're saying, well, let's be honest that we've never seen a Bigfoot do this. So to say a Bigfoot's doing this is kind of not right. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, and, just because it's, it's it's all by correlation, right? If you're right. in an old haunted house and you hear a creak, well, automatically it's a ghost, right? Because you're in a haunted house. And when you're out in the woods and you're like, all right, you're looking for Bigfoot and you see these tree structures, automatically that is, you know, associated with Bigfoot doing these. Now, I don't have some of these other huge structures that I've seen uh, done, you know, the, the big thicker trees like lifted up 30 feet with the ball root coming from the top. I can't explain that either. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm just talking about like, the X's can, yeah. that, Right. So, yeah, definitely. I, I'm always trying to keep uh, open with whatever I do out there. Yep. I, I thought Ron was uh, really on point with some, some of the things he said. Uh, do I believe <laughs> everything? No, because, you know, he you know he does have a lot of his own opinions that he interjects. Of course, yeah. Yep. Um, and, and, and this is but don't we all? But don't we all? Well, I mean, and this is something that uh, Ken Gerhard and I talked when we were up in a conference up here in Michigan in the beginning of June. And we're just kind of sitting right off Green Bay there, and uh, and and we did kind of talk about that. And because you know we talked, actually we were talking about you, Steve. You uh -oh. know, we're talking about the apers, and right away Ken's like, "Yeah, I'm an aper," you know, <laughs> just, which is good. I, I'm an aper, and, and he goes. And, he, and Ken looks at me and goes, you look kind of part of the woo. And I'm like, hey, look, I keep an open mind at all the camps. But he did bring up one point, though. He goes, he noticed that people that are a little bit more uh, spiritual, I mean, this is what he was saying, that, you know, he felt that are, are a little bit more open to, like you were saying, the second camp about the Native Americans and how they call them spirits. Um, you know, at the same time, I don't look at this as like an apparition. I mean, I think it's, it is flesh and blood, right? A hundred percent. I believe it's flesh and blood, but I think it can do things that no other animal that that's known, you know, that is, I don't know if that's borderline. I don't want to say paranormal, but borderline supernatural. I don't, I don't know, but just the way some of these things moved, you know, we're <clears> talking <throat> about the Devin Richard thing where he said when it took off, it moved like a blur. I've never talked to him about it, but what I saw was the same thing, I believe, because when I looked at it, it looked like auburn hair shape of something. And right when I looked at it, the thing took off from like zero to 500 miles an hour, just, you know, like that. Just and I just fast. saw the blur and I saw the blur. And that's what, uh, you know, when Devin was saying this, I was like, wow. You know, when he said it was like a blur, I was like, I got to talk to this guy, you know, originally right. when I was talking to him. But so again, you know, what can move that fast if it was, you know, See, yeah. a, a known primate? That's, you know, it's just my well, thoughts. <clears throat> right. And I, but, uh, you know, I look at it, I look at it from the aspect too, is that, you know, if you watch a car go by and you're standing 20 feet away from it, it drives you by you at 30 miles an hour, 35 miles an hour. It's going pretty fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know, when you when you're in that perspective, that's true. And you know, when we're in the car, we don't think so. Seems like but we're going you, slow. But yeah, but when you're standing there and it goes by you and you're at a standstill, yeah. So if something can leap to a 20, 25 up to a, a forty mile an hour sprint on a short burst, right? And that can look really fast. 
Yeah, all I know is it looked it, it it kind of freaked me out at that point because I didn't know anymore what I was looking for. You know, it's like I'm finding the prints. You know, I'm having the behavior of rocks and, and branches thrown at me from out of the kettle. Um, yeah, you know, now that's something that is, you know, you're getting rocks thrown at you. Guess what? You can't necessarily <laughs> explain that by any well, other but, means. Really. But, you know, some of them were in my first documentary, if you remember, there was a hunter saying, well, when I hunted, uh, you know, he would keep rocks in his in his hand. That way, if a, a rabbit or whatever was going in, a, in front of a bush around him, that he would throw a rock into the bush to scare out what he was trying to get. I'm just saying that he was just saying that's what some would do, but I'm telling you, you know, with, you know, walking those couple hundred, uh, couple hundred yards on that path and having them land right by our feet, you know, we didn't hear anything trekking through the kettle. And that's pretty tough terrain to try to keep ahead of us, you know, to lead us. Um, yeah. Oh, we got a lot of good comments here. David uh, says, I knew a former spec ops guy who would, who would, uh, you know, basically Bigfoot up in the mountains. He saw them plenty of times, said they can move cartoon fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cartoon uh, fast. That's Bayou good. Like Flats. That. And welcome, Bayou Flats. I hope to see you more. Uh, athletes run two-second, you know, 40-yard dashes. A being with six to 800 pounds plus of, you know, fast twitch muscle will be able to do incredible feats. I All agree. Right. And think about the muscularity. I mean, they're so strong as it is. Mm -hmm. Those legs got to have some incredible yeah. movement power. Yeah, but when you think about that, Steve, okay, just because they can do superhuman feats, stuff that we couldn't do, uh, that doesn't necessarily make them supernatural. No, not but at it all. could appear to somebody, oh my God, it just disappeared. You know, <laughs> or the uh, camouflage. They, you know. Yeah, they're thinking in their mind, well, no human can do this, so it's got to be some sort of magic. Right. Or but not necessarily. You know, it, yeah. You uh, <laughs> can move at top speed. Nick says, Steve, I've spent it faster than Sasquatch eating some natural hot chicken, and I have sciatica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd do it. Um, Nick, that's funny. <laughs> oh, gosh. Ah, there you go. Whoop. My eyes. Said, where can we watch this documentary? Sorry if you already haven't yet. Oh, so, right, right on Amazon Prime. Uh, both films are on there. They're actually on Amazon Prime and Vimeo. Uh, it's the only way to really get them. I mean, I do have Blu-rays, but right now I'm all, they're only uh, being sold through my website. Um, but, you know, if you want to stream them, they're going to be on uh, Prime and Vimeo. And we will have an opportunity to show everybody where to buy the oh, Blu-ray yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we have something even special set up here. right there. See that, See that Jay? Look at that. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> we'll show that again later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> be distracted. Yeah, we'd be like, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but yeah. So you know, you're talking about. You know, <laughs> Joe just said, "Thanks, guys." Now I'll be obsessing to how fast Rasta could have been on me if he wanted to be. <laughs> Rasta is yeah. what he calls his Bigfoot because of the way it kind of looked. It kind of looked all. Mm, really, you know, matted a bit. So, you really, know, yeah, Blake named ours Barney, but he was like five years old when he named him that. Yeah, was he purple? No, he wasn't purple. <laughs> I think it was just a B name. So, he's calling him Barney the Bigfoot. And it was, you know, it was a joke, and Blake laughs about it. Now he's going to be 15, but, you know, it's like, hey, I've, I think I saw Barney out there. 
It sounds even <laughs> crazier, right? Barney the Bigfoot. Ooh, okay. everybody. I know, right? <laughs> I love you. Oh, let's all go to the toy box. <laughs> it's not a cool name, but now I got to stick with yeah. it because my son named him. So, um, yeah. So I, you know, that the whole blurring thing, you know, I, I, like I said, I saw that little guy, the five and a half foot one take off, and it was fast. It was like, you know, and yeah, like I said, you talk about you know paranormal aspects, you know, and, and I, I always say that about the deer crossing the road. You know, you see a deer across the road, you're looking, you know, where the hell will it go? I don't see Right. It. Yeah, you it know? just kind of like jumped off and yeah. disappeared. So again, not supernatural, but has that ability to right. do certain things. Sure. And, um, you know, I, different I know attributes why. of what we can do. I mean, we can't run that you fast. Know, I don't think I, any primate can run that fast. Do you think that could bolt that fast? Yes. Um, I don't it's think just, there's any anything. Oh, a gorilla! Other than a you know, you know, okay, you guys talk about that. Hang on a second. Yeah, <laughs> uh, those things can scoot and uh, silent too. And the people, <laughs> some of the guys joking about Bigfoot's call them uh, uh, what was it? Woods ninjas or something like okay, that. Okay, yeah, yeah. so yeah, a gorilla, a gorilla's top speed is twenty five miles an hour. Okay, that's, that's pretty more fast. than me. Yep. <laughs> um. Faster so, than me too. Yeah. And they have short little legs. I'll they race do. him on a mini bike though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Grab um, that bike on you. Gee. I really no. uh, I really enjoyed that documentary. And I think Chimpanzee is also be. 25 miles an hour. Oh yeah. And I think you know who the slow ones are gonna be? Well, their their muscle structure is a lot different than ours and they can do things that humans <laughs> cannot do <laughs> and the slow ones the orangutans 2.7 miles per hour yeah well they they walk <laughs> they don't run <laughs> right turn clyde yeah they're not in any hurry to get where hurry. they want to be yeah um well, that would be good though in case you're ever chased you know make sure you get chased by an orangutan that way you can move away fast enough to but, you know, I, I remember yeah. reading uh, Diane Fossey, um, who, who commented on how incredibly fast, how quick the apes could be to build up uh, their their sprint speed. And that's the amazing thing. If you think about it, none of these animals, even bears, for the most part, aren't, aren't long-distance runners. No. They're sprinters. And they just launch. And they launch almost at top speed almost. Uh, a lot of times, mm -hmm. um, like when a, a gorilla charge, I mean, a gorilla charge starts right, right from boom. So, you know, if a Sasquatch books it, it's only going to book it for a short distance. I'm sure. Yeah. Do you think it's faster on two legs than four? Um, I think so. I, yeah. I really am. Uh, I also think steps and it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all they need. Give me, you know, that song, give me three steps, mister. And I'll be out the door. You know, I think that's about <laughs> all they need. Well, like, like three I said, steps. like I said that in my first documentary, the one that I, the sighting I had, uh, of course, you know, I didn't have any camera or video or anything on it, but <clears throat> I mean, uh, this was again, remember I said I was kind of new to, to doing mm -hmm. the, the Bigfoot stuff. So it was kind of like, when I thought I would see Bigfoot, it would be Harry and the Hendersons or the Patterson Gimlet, you know, Patty. Um, but this thing was on all fours, but it really resembled like a gangly 
um, chimpanzee, like thin. You know, it wasn't barrel-chested bulk. It was, I mean, the weirdest thing. But like I said, is, you know, when, I, when I'm looking at it, the thing moves behind tree and brush, but it was like on a cart with wheels. Like you never saw anything move. It just kind of mm-hmm. like a statue being pulled behind a tree. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. They, well, if you notice the same thing with Patty is Patty rocks. Yeah. It doesn't bounce. Doesn't bounce. Kinda, right. Kind of glides. Yeah. My, my, my buddy described the same movement. He said it was a like a smooth, like a floating movement. As it, it yeah. went down the hill, it just kind of floated away from him. Right. And, uh, and, and I and that's what I'm saying is that I can understand then where people say, well, they're they're ghosts because yeah. they can float. Yeah. But yeah. you know, <laughs> just the way they're Autonomy is working with the hands. I always think that they're like I, like Fred Flintstone's twinkle toes when he's bowling, and just the <laughs> fingers come out in his toes, and they just kind of belly crawl around. Yeah, here's funny. Uh, Raptor Crazy says, "Yeah, I hope you can move fast away enough from the orangutan, but if they grab you, he can break you faster oh. than anything else." Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Oh boy, that would be a uh, bad day for everybody. Don't want to do that whenever we go to like to the Milwaukee Zoo up there. They have that one bar that you can pull to see the strength of what an orangutan can do. Yeah. And you're sitting there pulling it. It's just like, you know, depending on how strong you are, the, the orangutan can just Bend crank it. it open and just break yeah. you in half. And that's the thing, too. You know, a lot of people will say, you know, if you've had a sighting and they'll say, well, Uh-oh. why didn't you run up to hang it? On, why, hang why, on. why didn't you run up to it? You know, Now you know. I got to go to the YouTube channel because we have a spammer oh, in the oh, chat. Uh-oh. And that yeah, uh, people will ask you if you've had a sighting, well, why didn't you run towards it? Well, um, it's, it's different when you're out there. I don't care what anybody says again. Yeah. I'm not yeah. Crocodile Dundee where I'm going to hmm to whatever's out there. But, uh, you know, when, when it happens, I, I guess it's just, it, it's, it's a hard explanation. Um, I always think about it afterwards. Like, why didn't I go down there? But there's a lot of times where it's just <sighs> like fear just wants to push you out. Yeah. Let you know what you're made of. Uh, you know, if, I would like for those people that would like to run towards one. To yeah. have a sighting, it, it would be good, you know. Yeah, go I'm sorry, I'm trying to get there, folks, but it's taking oh, me forever. Oh, watch. Because I'm running everything <laughs> yeah. off of like t- tackle it like the Tim Tebow commercial yeah. where Tim Tebow retired and he tackles a squatch. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that, and and it's always different every time I go out, you know. That's what we're trying to do is hunt the truth, find any clues, you know, just try to keep, you know finding more and more answers to the, you know, Those, million piece uh, puzzle. Just the, the, the known primates that we know of, the gorillas and the chimpanzees, I have been really close to those. And, of course, now they were in cages, all right? Yeah. But uh, I have no doubt in my mind, had they wanted to, uh, they could have grabbed those cages and just, just right. spread them, ripped them apart. Yeah. Um, then you're in a world of hurt. That would have been a bad day for Because they're coming for you. Yeah. Last time you stick your tongue out at me in this, in this cage. That's why you, you keep packs of gum and smokes and stuff when you're around. Here you go, buddy. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's almost like gifting. Yeah. 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 But like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll oh, no. And I was just going to say, because it's like, you know, 
it, it, and I, I am always looking at when we're talking about, you know, the flesh and blood primate, you know, that we haven't caught up with yet. That is out there. Now it's that correlation, just like you were talking about that tree that I saw. And just because it's, it's bent does not make it said Sasquatch did that. And the same thing with the lights, because like I said, as I've been seeing these lights out there and I've only recorded really one good one. And even that was a hard quality to bring up. But when you're, when you're watching this and it's happening and it's not just to me, but you know, with the people I go out with, it's just, you know, it, it, they're so hard to explain because they are truly orbs of light. I've seen the sprites out there that look like little will the wisp and I've seen or white orbs. I've seen diffused orbs. The one that really kind of got me to kind of where I'm at right now really was, you know, with that thermal that I caught that you guys watched today um, and beyond the kettle is there was a thermal there, right? And we can't really say if it was a Bigfoot, even I gave that to Steve and he, he broke that down, which was awesome. But to me, the way it was, the way it was looking, you know, peaking, it was almost like the behavior I heard of kind of like, what are you doing? I'm back. Here I am. Right. And the thing had to have been huge. It had to have been more into the tree line anyway. But just as it went away for that last time is when that orb of light came from the direction of where that thing was peaking. And it went right in front of the three of us. We're watching it. And just as it went out of sight, we heard a total breakthrough, which was not caught on the audio a real breakthrough the brush so i'm and i was trying to figure that out you're seeing an orb of light kind of do an arc and go down disappear break through the trees so i'm like i, I don't think an orb of light is physical to break down the the trees i mean i don't know again that could be all coincidence because i didn't see but that's when i started you know kind of getting to where i'm at now because i didn't know the balls of light were certainly interesting. And, uh, you know, we share a, a similar phenomenon in Kentucky, and it's, it's really interesting. And I was really into that in the early 90s, uh, trying to figure out what that was. And, uh, you know, uh, I think that could be another natural phenomena that might be getting tied together with something else. You know, they the two may not be related. It's possible that they could be, I guess, because I don't know. I can't say... For sure they're not. But I personally, I think that's two natural phenomena that are occurring together. It would be more coincidence than anything. Yeah, and that was it. It's not that I just saw the orb of light out there. And because I was out right. in the woods saying that orb is a Bigfoot or right. it was it was right. more that thermal that I caught. Yeah. And then when it would have peaked and ducked behind for the last time is when I saw the orb. So it was almost like you know, step one, step two, the crash, right. step three. Yeah. That's the, yeah. that's all I've got. And I have no idea, but that's, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of just where I. And, and for all, you know, <clears throat> if there was a Sasquatch out there, it could have been reacting to the orb of light, seeing it coming towards it. Or absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. To. Or, yeah. or, or it was going near it when one was out there and then it bolted. And that's what that crash was. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> The curiosity was peaked and it said, well, wait a minute, there's, there's not a human over there, but there's some light. Let's check that out. What is that? Yeah. So again, I, those are the things I don't and, know. You know, it, it's funny, you know, uh, 
uh, you and you've heard me, you know, comment on a lot of this stuff, Jay, on camera, off camera, you know, in during the documentary. And I'm not ever one to take somebody's uh, experiences away. You know, I, I you know, yeah. I saw this Bigfoot, and next thing you know, it was an orb of light. Right. Know? And we've heard those type of things. And I'm yeah. not one to take that away from somebody to say, okay, right. but I'm more to the what could have caused that. Right. You know, yeah, and there that- are, and, and to me, there are a lot of logical explanations that what could have caused that. <clears throat> but what I find interesting is that if you see a Sasquatch and, and or you see what you believe is a Sasquatch or or you hear something and you catch it on your camera, mm. well, now we're in a different kind of ballgame. Because now that's not something caused by infrasound. Because infrasound doesn't cause eyeballs to vibrate in your camera, which right. would cause a hallucination. Okay. It doesn't, you know, it, you know. So you got to kind of. It may be paranormal. It may be, you know. So at least we know we can rule one out if you have a, a Sasquatch experience and capture an orb on your camera at the same time. Right. The the point is though, is what you heard a Sasquatch. We correct don't know. right exactly. We don't know that either. Just so like we the can't, yeah. right? We can't tie any of this together yet because the 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 dots haven't completely connected. Correct. It, it's all no. by my theory, right? <clears throat> no. If I if I was going out there just looking for dogmen, right? Then all these things that were happening sure. out there was going to be a dogman looking behind a tree, no. or, or UFOs. No. Those are just UFOs flying through trees. Again, I don't know, and all I want to do is put that out there. That's why. Again, whenever yeah. I do the, like the documentary, has nothing to do with fame we, or we, fortune because we know that Prime doesn't pay anything. I'm saying I just want to put this out there of saying yeah. this is what I'm experiencing here in the Kettle Moraine in Wisconsin. Yeah. I, and I we do speak. have yeah. we do have some questions in the chat. Yeah. Um, Tim asked me and Chris what were our thoughts on the orbs. We're going to put that one towards the end for now. Yeah. Um, Mick asks, uh, "What is it that makes?" Some people link orbs of light to Sasquatch. He doesn't see it. Well, I think that it's um, it's kind of not a a logical process necessarily, which is a big argument of skeptics or people like like a Kenny Biddle would would argue that, um, uh, you know, Kenny Biddle would argue that hey, huh. You'd argue everything. I love well, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was just on a show uh, a couple of months ago. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> and uh, it's kind of flawed logic. You hear something in the woods. It's got to be Bigfoot. You see this mm-hmm. orb. It's got to be, you know, Bigfoot. It must be related to this orb. Well, maybe that sound you heard in the forest is maybe actually paranormal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's a critter. Right. You know, maybe it's paranormal. Maybe that's tied with the footsteps because it's paranormal. That's why we that's why we brought out the ghost box. Yeah. Tobias brought out the ghost box. We'll talk about let's let's talk about that in a second. Yeah. So um I wanna get uh okay. So let's talk about the ghost box and the uh which, which I thought was even more fascinating was the EMF detector. Yeah, the yeah, the K2. The K2. The K2. And the thing is, because I was a paranormal, well, I started doing that in 2007, looking for ghosts and everything. 
you know, we saw it on Ghost Hunters. They were using a K2, so that must be the ghost meter of choice. So I, actually, it was uh, Karen's K2 because I, I really don't bring one out there, but she did, and I'm like, you're not going to find anything out here because you're going to get a zero flat line, you know, out in these woods. There's no power lines. There's, you know, besides <laughs> what the what the earth could get off, but all of a sudden we're just right there, and the thing's just going crazy. Right. But I remember from my, uh, you know, from my paranormal ghost investigating, you have a phone right next to it. It could be getting to receiving, you know, and, and start tripping it. Um, so we want to make sure that, you know, Karen didn't have her phone on. Um, Sanjay was far enough away, but the thing was like still super strong and right. it, it, it didn't last that long. And then it went away. So now let me, let me ask you another question. Yeah. Um, was anybody on the radios? Nobody because, was on the and, I didn't right. actually have radios out that day. Okay. Yep. Because yeah, they'll to... trip, they'll trip an EMF detector, right? They'll they'll trip a max. Uh, exactly. And I was trying to think um, of anything, which the only thing it could have been is one of our phones. Karen didn't have it on and she was holding now, it. Yeah. Now I did learn one thing. Yeah. Uh that you don't necessarily have to turn your cell phone off, but if you turn it into airplane mode, mm. that will also cancel out those EMF effects. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh -huh. oh. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it was weird and it's, uh, you know, again, she's the one carrying that around and I'm still just walking around, you know, well, walking around doing my thing. Yeah. That, that really piqued my interest uh, when that, that started going off and I, I couldn't help but wonder, I just, you know, I wonder if there was any deposits of magnetite around the area, you know, that may have set it off. Yeah. It, it's very interesting. See, I didn't have those gadgets that Steve was talking about in my film. You know, getting the like, getting all right. these other things to go walk out with. And that's, right. uh, you know, that's in time when I'm able, when I can get that equipment and it's more readily available or even if it's borrowed and used out there. Yeah. So I'm always looking at things like that. It's just not always. Well, I, I think for finding J3, you need to borrow the squad detective and have him go out to Wisconsin. I, the, the invitation is always open. Always. You know, I'd love for you to come out here. Because I'll, I'll drive out and bring the whole complement of toys. Then you're coming out. <laughs> All right. No, we'll, we'll definitely do that. I, I'd love to have you out in the kettle. Just, you know, spend several days, nights. Yeah. Be awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. We had camp out there. Let's put up the tent. And... Oh, we're going to camp. I found this awesome campground that's like in, I, I didn't want to use the term like Bobo Wood, Squash City. <laughs> you know, like you would, whenever he says that. But I'm telling you, it's like. It's deep in the woods. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, you, you make some, some great. Now, <clears throat> let me ask you a question. That part of uh, Wisconsin. Um, I, Southeast I Wisconsin, know. yeah. A lot of apples, apple orchards out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Corn. That makes sense. So it's basically New York. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's basically. Not it's New, York City, New York City. Now. You oh, know, yeah, I, I, in this this video, there are some really interesting little snippets. Um, I thought the visit to the farm, mm -hmm. the farmer, uh, yeah. I forgot his name. I, Lee, I, Lee Hample. Yeah, yeah. Lee. Lee um, really good guy. I, I, I mean, he, he seems like, you know, hey, this is, you know, he tells it like it is. And he does. Uh, he, he does. When, <laughs> he, when he shows you all of everything he's he's documented and i mean again a retired math teacher who's hay farmer has just books of photos dates weather you name it and when you look at it i ask him i go wow that's that's wild what is it and he's like 
I don't know. You tell me because he's being honest. We really don't know what is out in that field. Um, I, I would love to have put that part in this section in my documentary, which I didn't, but I had another production crew come out from Colorado last October and we actually did his uh, an investigation in his property. Now check this out. And again, I have no proof of it. This is just my word. And we, we start the investigation probably around twilight, right around seven-ish, you know, right around there as it was starting to get dark. Big field, as you can see, to, to cover in that field. And um, so we do our thing and we ended up on the north uh, ridge line or the north tree line of his property and Okay, so long story longer, um, producer called me uh, just two days after when he got back to Colorado saying, what did you mean when you were on the, the south end of the field? And I'm like, I wasn't on the south end of the field. He goes, no, no, no. What, what did you mean when you said that you didn't need something to do with batteries? I'm like, I, I thought he was just pulling a fast one on me. Like, I don't recall. I mean, I, I remember everything. And... He actually showed me, uh, he actually sent me a couple of clips so that I could uh, watch um, what I was saying. And when he sent them to me, my jaw dropped because I'm watching me speak on this video that I have no recollection of at all. For the whole time we were kind of down in the low marsh land before we got to the, to the north tree line, I don't recall. I mean, I'm pulling out lasers looking through my infrared binoculars. And that really bothered me because, you know, you could make it a big joke, kind of like, haha, you, you don't remember? How do you not remember? I remember everything before that and after that, but I don't remember 28 minutes to a half hour of that time. And so let, me, um, let, let me, let me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. How far is this farm roughly from the kettle? It's, it's roughly about eight miles south. So very close. Most, oh, yeah, yeah, really close. Gotcha. Yeah, it's actually, <laughs> this farm actually butts up right next to Bray Road. So, you know, we... Now, we, now you're starting to see my thoughts on the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I say it in the documentary, and I'm not going to say it here, but you hear me towards the end of it, what we were talking about... Yep, I know. ...before. I know. And you see this. Why do you think I had you on my on my show? Yep. yep. I, and I think the Sasquatch being there is just a coinky dink. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think that there's a lot of commonalities with that and the other. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's screaming at me like, whoa. So you have your own situation there. And yeah. I don't think it's just confined to you know, his farm or to the kettle. I think the kettle may kind of be the blowover. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually focused considering the amount of evidence he's gotten at the farm. Mm -hmm. I think the kettle's kind of like the blowover, like yeah. that other situation with the neighbors. Right. hundred percent. Because I mean, the, the thing is, you know, right on Bray, there has been dogman sightings, uh, Bigfoot sightings from what some people say. I've had a few weird encounters that I didn't really share because, again, there was no evidence, and it's just my word, and I just sound crazy if, if I'm driving, you know, you know, close to two in the morning and just patrolling down a road doing, you know, 18, 20 miles an hour, and all of a sudden I see what looks like a seven foot bipedal wolf looking up, and it just caught me off to the left, right by the ditch. 
I immediately hit the brakes because I felt brave. I'm in the car and I'm with somebody. Throw it in reverse, uh, you know, back up into a, kind of a, a two-point turn right there, and it's just an empty field. There's no tree. You know, it's all harvested, you know, uh, field. There's no trees. There's no bush. There's no nothing that I would have saw for a second, you know, like a tree or a post or something. There was just nothing there. So, you know, again, in my head, it's like, am I hallucinating? This was kind of, that was in 2015. So I'm like, you know, maybe I hallucinated, but I remember it so well. So again, there's just a lot of, a lot of weird crap. Yeah. Matt says late to the show. I thought the bucks were playing what they are not. That's, that's right, Matt. The buck stops here. Well, the Bears weren't on right now because the that, Bears. Way, that, that way I wouldn't have to watch it because, you know, New York's happy that they beat the Bears today. Yeah, the Bears suck. I'll say it. I'm a diehard Bears fan, <laughs> but, man, they're bad. Ah. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, so, it, uh, yeah, that, that area has uh, a lot of high strangeness to it. And, um, again, I won't even pretend to know what that stuff is. Because I really don't. So know? Chris Tipton said yeah. that the sheriff's department were actually issued silver bullets when the Bray story rolled. That that is correct. <laughs> wow. When, when Linda Godfrey actually thanks, Chris. <laughs> actually, when <laughs> Linda started uh, writing this up, um, she was actually a cartoonist for the Lake Geneva newspaper, and somebody started reporting from the sheriff's sheriff's office that they saw a werewolf, and um, I think it was. I don't know if it was right around Halloween or so she's going to do this segment on, on just interviewing people. And the more people she interviewed, the more the unrelated they were and everything that they shared. And remember this was pre internet, you know, so nobody really could talk to each other over social media. And it it became, you know, a, a big thing with all these reports. And that's when Linda deemed it the beast of Bray road and they did, like Chris said, they issued silver bullets, and they actually had a file um, marked with all these um, encounters. The file tab was named Werewolf, you know, with the authorities. I mean, so I'm just saying it's crazy, but you know, I guess every town has its own hidden. Little well, don't forget the FBI stuff. has a file on cattle mutilation. That is true. Yeah. Um. So, so <laughs> my, my really, this is a really why I mean this is but this is the, the the conversation I've been waiting to have for a while because yeah. this is really a crossover type of episode because there's so much intricacies to like I say I think the the bigfoot of the kettle is just secondary to all this other stuff going on. Yeah. Um it's, yeah, it's like what you said which we won't yep. repeat here yep. <laughs> on the documentary. And I, I, you, you said it perfectly, which makes hundred percent sense. Actually, when Mary got done, Mary Marshall, when she got done uh, watching it, she hundred percent agreed with you on everything. So yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so you got, you got that good fan there where I'm like, well, it could be this. We could, couldn't be. And the thing is we right, Like you would say, nobody really knows, but I don't want to make that sound like I know it because right. I, I don't, and uh, you know who knows in the next two years if I if I evolve from where I'm at now to something different, you know I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep going. 
And I, I don't, uh, I, I don't uh, um, um, deny that. I, I definitely have looked at, um, <clears throat> the phenomena a little differently. Not that it's paranormal, but I guess environmentally, mm-hmm. um, my surroundings I've looked a little bit differently. Um, you know, twenty-two years ago, I didn't ask. You know, you know. What's the composition of the soil in this area? Right. You know, is there a lot of um, quartz? Right. Or quartz. Yep. Yep. Is there a lot of iron? Is there a lot of a particular type of metal that may, you know, have some other type of effect? Um, yeah. And it's like these orbs that you were saying are around Lee's place. You couldn't see them with the naked eye. Um, you can only see them in infrared. I couldn't even see them on thermal. Because I also brought my therm out, could see nothing in therm, but you could everything seemed to want to show up in infrared. Now, my my question, you know, and I know, and Chris, I don't know, have you, Chris, you've seen those gaseous anomalies in Kentucky? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do they move around and move about and go yes, up sir. and down? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They uh, they can go up a tree, come down a tree, move across the top of the field. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, they can split. Uh, they can come together. Uh, then all of a sudden, oh, they can go. that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Jeff? Yes, sir. Uh huh. Like but, I said, but, I've never seen anything like that before. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started putting out the feelers, yes, the, my mm-hmm. second documentary with the lights. You know, when you put your feelers out, you start getting interesting yeah. calls. You know, and, and then of course I got to weed through the the BS meter on a, on a lot of this, and a lot of it's just like I was trying to explain you know what that was again when you see it in the film but my whole thing was the the, not so much of it just going back and forth but when the two lights came together and started to mirror each other you know that that i just did i i don't i it just kind of blew my head when i I have been looking into uh, any oil and gas production in that area jay and i can't seem to find any um that's the the thing that also that i think is related with this phenomena is uh is natural gas and, but uh, then again, has anybody videotaped the phenomenon and put it out there as that phenomenon? No. Or is that just an explanation people have been giving us to kind of answer the phenomenon away? Right. There's times, too, I Because swear. that would be very interesting, Chris. If yeah. that type of activity is happening, you seeing it in the same area that there's a Sasquatch as well. Yeah. You know, so that... that... There, there's other things that are out there that are kind of weird, and there are real like loud pounds in the ground. It would almost be like as if King Kong or Godzilla was coming and taking a big step. You couldn't feel the tremble, but you just hear the, you know, like deep. And so I always thought that was like somebody out there, they're fracking or something, you know, and I couldn't find anywhere where they would be fracking. But then I, then that started making me think, what the hell's under these, these hills of kettles, you know, as, is there caves under there or, you know, that's actually what I, I want to explore. But well, of course, you know, I can't find any cave entrances. Well, there's not Question. supposed to be any oil and gas reserves in Wisconsin, which I don't believe that. I believe there's going to be small pockets uh, somewhere in the state because we have it in Kentucky too. And although we're not exactly Texas, uh, we make up 0.04% uh 
of the energy uh, gas and oil storage of Kentucky, or excuse me of the country. Of course, now to put that in perspective, Texas makes up thirty three point seven percent. So there is a little oil production in Kentucky and natural gas production, even though we're at zero point zero four percent. Now, with Wisconsin shows at zero, that means not necessarily that there isn't any. It's just there's not been enough they found to make a production facility. Right. You know? So, but that's then I was thinking if they weren't fracking for, you know, natural energy, um, right. I was thinking what else are they doing? And again, I guess that's where my you know the Fox Mulder, you know. I start to think of all the conspiracy things and everything, but you know, I try to keep my feet on the ground when I'm doing it. And I do go out with a lot of good people that help me stay there as well. You know, Chris is Chris Tipton's one of them, which is good. I, you know, I need that when I'm going out there, I, I need to find that balance instead of yeah. it just coming to a, you know, you know, my theory. But again, I always tell people it's just my theory. I have no idea. And I leave it like that. I'd rather say I don't know than try to pretend I do know. Well, see, uh, that's funny. Uh, Lester, you know, made a good had a good point. Wisconsin has a lot of shale. Well, that that is it is very important because shale in the oil industry that's called a cap rock. Now, normally oil, and I don't want to get this into a geology lesson here, but oh, normally please. oil is is under is under the ground. Okay. Right. Oil is lighter, it's less dense than the soil, so it actually wants to come up to the top of the ground, just like Jed Clampett's, you know. Right, uh, yeah. But if you've got shale or another cap rock, that means there's a layer of shale in the ground, so the oil comes up, hits it, it can't go through that. Right. So that keeps it trapped in these pools. And it's not like like an ocean of oil, but it's trapped within the rock, you know. Gotcha. And once you poke a hole down through that, then the oil comes rushing out of the rock, and a lot of times it'll go right up the hole to the top. Nice. I'd feel like I'd be rich like Jed Clampett. Uh, yeah, especially these days, I think. You'd be <laughs> hey, all right. <laughs> Texas well. tea, that is. Yeah. <laughs> Black gold. But uh, that, that's very interesting. I think, uh, you know, even though the, they list Wisconsin as, as not really uh, any production uh, reserve of oil or natural gas, I'm just not willing to accept that. I believe that you there may be some oil and natural gas somewhere. There you go. See, uh, that's what I mean. You gotta we can't believe everything we read. They say right. down here in southeast Wisconsin there's no black bear, there's no cougars. Yeah. Eh, eh. There's plenty of you know game capture footage around this area yeah. that they're out there. But yet yeah. the DNR is gonna tell us they don't they're not down here at all. And I'm like, I beg to differ. Well, you know, the only place I've ever seen a moose in the wild. All the times I've been in Vermont was in Wisconsin. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Driving over one of the interstates and looking in the field, and there was two of them. Like, dude. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. That's what I try not to do is I try not to sit here and believe everything I hear, you know, on the news or the internet or the web. It's like, it, what, what's great about this field is everybody does have something to contribute that they've done separately in their areas you know because people ask me all the time like jay don't you go here or here or into another state and i'm like no i have a relationship with the woods i'm not saying with bigfoot i have a relationship with the woods because i'm trying to understand the indigenous animals the wildlife that's out there and you know the surroundings and, and being really familiar with it that's what i love about the kettle i mean it's just it's beautiful and 
mysterious at the same time. Well, you know, now I'm thinking about it. I was like, yeah, I was in, uh, how far are you from Deer Park, Wisconsin? Um, that would, why is that where you're, let's see. If that's, I can get... that's where I did my Bigfoot investigation years ago. Was in you did. Park. Was it with that finding? That wasn't finding Bigfoot, was no, it? No, 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 no. But uh, no, I was out there years ago. Um, and it was kind of funny because we set some trail cameras up and told the guy, don't go out there. Right. You know, don't mess with the trail cameras. And we got a trail cam picture of him messing with the trail cameras. Yeah. So right. we're like, okay, we're out. See him. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, now Deer Park, that looks like it's more closer on the um, on the uh, west side of Wisconsin, kind of central north. Yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of up there. No. So, I mean, from where I'm at right now, is if you kind of looked at the, you know, in be, in between the Madison, Milwaukee area, kind of yep. right in the middle, you're going to see the kettle right there, which looks like nothing. I mean, if you, you know, do a satellite and look at it, kind of like my wife does, she'll look at that going, how could Bigfoot really exist there? You know, when you have yeah. all this other woods everywhere else. And I'm like, look, the prints that I found, I've not been able to figure out if, you know, those were, um, you know, if somebody in fact made those for me, which, which would have been weird because it was in a very odd area, a very odd time of day. It was snowing that day. So if I didn't find them, you know, that snow that was coming down would have filled those holes up, you know, probably within an hour or two. But you know what I mean? It was just, it was very weird. And of course it was the, you know, the gate or, you know, the, the from uh, heel to toe or from heel to heel, um, you know, I've never seen anything that, you know, that large of a, of a gate there, you know, it was like 53 inches and I was trying to do that just with my boots on. And I, I can only get like, there you go. Not a foot, you know? Well, it, there's, there's quite a bit of area there. I mean, that you were talking about an area of state forest that runs at, at least, uh, 35 miles in length and, you know, probably on an average of two to three miles or maybe more. Uh, in width so we're talking a lot of elbow room out there for yeah. something to remain unfound yeah and uh, you know the way it's headed it's headed north <laughs> well i'm just saying steve so like when you come out when you check this out it's it is it's like you know from from the areas that i i research or, or look at or hike it's just it's not even a pinhead you know putting that on to on how vast you know the kettle is itself because we do uh we hear a lot of calls you know from uh if you listen to the the little radars like uh you know the apps you have and there's some people that have actually they get lost out there while they're hiking yeah. and then you hear them looking for them and then they find them but that's just somebody just going on a normal nature hike so yeah. it's yeah it's crazy very fast lots of waterways Ow. through there yeah absolutely now you need water for survival, and that's one of yeah. the common links about Sasquatch sightings. As the there's always some water around somewhere. Yeah, always. You, you get uh, East Branch Milwaukee River, uh, Forest Lakes. There's not only rivers, but there's also lakes in there. It, it's great. I mean, if I was going to set up uh, living in the wild in Wisconsin, that's where I would go. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I think that they're just underground dwellers. You know. Um, you know, I'm always thinking that you could open up like a little trap door and then 
there's an elevator that goes down to the Bigfoot den or the little hobby. And they just all sit down there with a vending machine laughing at us. But uh, no, but being serious, it's like, you know, I, I hear about like the, the Olympics, you know, where they, they find those nests, those really big ones. But it's like, I've never found anything like that. Well, so far around here, have you guys ever come across that? Like the, like a big nest like that, that's over six feet, you know, almost like a big bird nest, I guess is what it is. Uh, not in um, a cave. No. Uh, you mean on the forest floor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just oh, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Found some, found some nests. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. talk about. You know, it's funny, really funny because I don't. There's a lot of things I've come across I don't talk about too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I'm not 100 percent sure, but right, they look really good to me. Yeah. Um, so I I put that back in here, put it in the file. Right. And start looking around, and but, when I start but, building correlations, then I start exactly because that's what I'm saying. Again, you're out in the woods. Yep. You're looking for Bigfoot. You find a nest. It's got to be a Bigfoot nest, and I understand that. Where it's like you really don't know. Well, what's a Bigfoot nest look like? I don't know. Well, like big birds nest. No, no. I would start looking at like gorilla nests, chimp nests, orangutan nests. Orangutans are very interesting because not only do they weave. A floor nest, but they also weave pillows, which is really, you know, for head support wild, and stuff. Yeah. Which is really wild. And if an orangutan can do it, I think a Sasquatch can do. So I'm pretty sure if you look like a, at a gorilla nest or something like that, it'll kind of give you an idea of what a, a Sasquatch bedding area should look like. Yeah. You know, I, I've seen the Marble Mountain video. And I'm sorry, but those nests look like coyote dens to me. I've seen coyote dens in the wild, and that's what it looked like to me. Um, I would have said, oh, that's a coyote den. <laughs> um, you ever find any, like, hair samples or anything to extract? The only hair I've ever found in the Adirondacks was actually, and I took it home. I knew it wasn't a Sasquatch hair. It was way too short, but I wanted to know what kind of hair it was. <clears throat> yeah. And as soon as I put it under my little magnification toy I had at the time, uh, I could very clearly see it was a red hair with a, um, uh, I'm sorry, a black hair with, uh, just at the base, but the rest of it was red. It was a red fox hair is what it was. Yeah. And I just caught it in a, a stump that had a lot of grubs on it. And I saw yeah. it there and I pulled it out with tweezers through it. it, uh, threw it like in you envelope. said, that's the best thing to do. It's like, that's what I'd love to do. No matter what I find, no matter what kind of print. Yep. Try to document it and just try to learn from it, if anything. Yep, exactly. Um, how about uh, now? We're gonna. How about that smell? Yeah. Ooh. Now that um, has, has always been really bizarre to me. Definitely, if Chris is still watching, he should be tuned in. It's the first time I was out with him uh, this new area, and uh, we were out there a couple times already. But uh, this. I really can't really explain because we don't have smell-o-vision or anything on here, but the way I did because it was so putrid, like death, um, it just reminded me of one time I was cooking chicken and I took the raw pieces that I needed to throw out, but I didn't really, really wrap them securely and I put them in my dumpster outside and it was out there for a couple days before garbage day and I lifted to put something in there which would almost make you puke. Um, it was so putrid, but it also, it also had that, uh, th- this is the smell that we smelled, um, you know, which also smelled like, well, it smelled like crap as well and a swamp. 
Um, it's so hard to say if there was really any must in it, but the biggest thing is the way it it, it kind of overtook us because there, there was no wind. Now, I know there's wind current, but there was absolutely no wind, and we remember this, and just standing there, and it just engulfed us to where you just want you wanted to throw up and uh as 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 easy as it came it would go away and then when you try to walk around to see if you could smell it somewhere else because you know obviously you're in an uncontrolled environment you got um you know uh kills out there from whatever out the woods so you're like if that's because you know you smell a kill a mouse in your house and the wall it smells for how long how bad so you imagine this would really smell bad you could never find the source of where it was. You move along, go again another couple hundred yards, then it engulfs you again, and then it's even stronger, and then it starts moving away from you, and you're trying to, and then all of a sudden it just disappears again. So, right. again, did I see a Bigfoot by me doing what he does to smell? No, we didn't. It was just, again, just very odd. And I, you know, I don't really have any logical explanation for it. And the thing is, it's happened with me four times, each with some different people. Um, you know, so it's like I've always been the X factor, but there's always been different people that have smelled it in different areas. So, yep. I, well, that's the thing. You know, it's not uncommon to come across a kill, especially you're out in the middle of the woods. That's nature, right? And uh, but you know, the thing is, when you do come across a kill somewhere. Uh, or, you know, just a dead animal for some reason. Uh, you know, you're actually, you're going to smell it when it hits you. You're like, oh, whoa. Right. Okay, where's it at? Okay, there it is. You know, and then as the you wall. walk away, yeah. it goes it's away. gone. Right. But when you're standing in the same spot and this rank odor that would gag a maggot yeah. uh, comes by and hits you and you're like, whoa, you know, where's it at? There's not nothing here, you know. Right. And then then it just goes as quickly as Right. It- so <laughs> Raptor Casey says, until we get a Bigfoot making a nest on video or something, we have no proof of how they do anything. Sure. No, we have no sure. proof of how they do anything anyway. Exactly. Uh, I, have a, I have a working theory that if you want to know what a Bigfoot nest looks like, study your apes. Yep. Study your apes. What do they, what do they look like the most? Well, it is true that you couldn't prove that a big, that was a Bigfoot nest unless you saw Bigfoot making it. Or, okay. or a Bigfoot knock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, or, or or Steve, like you said, my documentary, it was organic, but did we see what made the sound? No, we did not. So, like you were saying, it's a matter of trying to uh, understand <laughs> the, the different calls of the indigenous animals that would reside now, in, in my area. Somebody made a great uh, a comment here. I, I totally think they're underground. Um, the reason why I don't think they're underground is because... Uh, evolutionary traits will show that as things go underground, they tend to get smaller. They tend to lose their vision and they tend to become very prone to albinoism even. So they tend to lose their pigment because the reason why animals have pigment is to protect themselves from sunlight. So if they're underground and they continue to, after so many years, it becomes evolutionary, it becomes ingrained into now, their now, DNA. What if they just bed underground, but live right. up and hunt and do whatever they do during the day, and then disappear? You know, for the well, for the I, night. I would say that's a lot of walking for a creature. 
like, you know, why haven't we ever, if they've been underground, why hasn't somebody stumbled upon their cave? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Right? Uh, We haven't. So (laughs) I I doubt they're even cave dwellers. Uh, In fact, a lot of, of, you know, you know, why don't why don't chimpanzees and gorillas go into caves? Why? Because they're not so prevalent. You know, you have to go miles to get a cave, right? So when people give that blanket statement, I believe they're in a cave or I believe they're underground. I believe there's some that may go underground. I believe there's some that go into a cave, but they don't all do that. They can't. Yeah. See, I mean, it, yeah, kind of like a is, Motel Six. <laughs> no, I now I always look at it that way too. Is that if they're everywhere let's just say and i don't mean behind every tree on how big they are they would still have to leave some sort of trackway you'd think right i mean a broken you know like a game trail unless they're just in trees i don't know like you know like i said that's what i kind of look at is you know if there's a big four foot broken path of something now for the chat that's kind of like Understand, people are entitled to their beliefs. We haven't proved anything. I'm giving you the logic that I believe this is based on science and based on reading and based on stuff that I've researched for the last gazillion years. It seems like, you know, I I really think that, you know, you know, there may be some that, okay, I'm going to go to a cave, but like, what do you do with the Sasquatch that's in the middle of this place here? Where there isn't a cave in 40 miles. You think right. it's gonna come to this area every day and walk 40 right, miles right. back to the cave? And that's what you were saying. That's a lot of that'd be like a lot of walking. Yeah. It, you know, it, it it just goes to show that that not every human lived in a cave or a homo sapien. <clears throat> uh, when we were back in our days, not you know, not everybody lived on the forest floor, not right. everybody lived in a tree. You know, yeah, we're primates. We kind of like, eh, you know, I'm gonna be over here tonight. You know? Yep. Yeah, and well, guess what? Primates aren't necessarily all nomadic either. So I have to remember that as well. That, that's one of the things about Kentucky. You know, I live in the Mammoth Cave region, and so because yeah, we do have some sightings around here, people kind of correlate that, and they say, "Well, they must travel or live in caves." Well, you know, I don't think they really do, but you know, I don't know. But you know, there there seem to be other world, other places in the world that maybe don't have caves or karst formations. So I think Wisconsin. while it's possible, right, it, it's it's possible that they could live there or stay there. I think it's more than likely uh, a case of just convenience. They have a yep. place they can stay for a day or two, then while they're moving around, you know, different various areas. Mm-hmm. So. Question there, Jay, have you ever talked with First Nations of Wisconsin about them? I have talked to, I, I would like to say one of them. Um one of them was an elder of the Ho-Chunk, uh, which believed that they were um, what, what they called water spirits. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. You know, now that, again, they're going to the spirit realm where I'm like, wait a minute. No, we're talking about Bigfoot, though. You know what I mean? It's flesh and blood. You're talking about water spirits. And they would just talk <clears throat> about it kind of being there and then not being there, but physically formed. And um, kind of in my area, it's kind of the Ho-Chunk territory uh, where they believe uh, they have so many different other beliefs it's, it's almost like i i'd love to i wanted to incorporate it into this documentary uh, especially about the feathers if you notice there was one little clip in this yes. film that i that i mentioned a feather this is one of the again odd things and 
just because we're out looking for Bigfoot, it's got to be related. But we would find a single feather and you'd out on the trail. All right, you'd say, what's the big deal, right? You're out in the woods, the bird's going to lose its feather. The feathers that we're always finding seem to be in the center. And as we're walking, it was like every 75 yards, another single feather in the middle of the path. Almost as like Hansel and Gretel leading breadcrumbs. Now, I just thought that was weird. And when I did talk to, you know, First Nation, um, you know, they they believe that they have a certain gift to leave for, uh, there's like a there's like 12 step, uh, thing that I kind of read about them, which was really interesting. And I guess <laughs> that kind of, program yeah, program. I don't want to say 12, the 12 step program, but, uh, <laughs> but I, but I, but I found it interesting on how each one was because it's kind of, that's the way I go out in the woods. Um, mm-hmm. even before reading this, you know, it's like, Hey, you know what, whether Bigfoot's out here or not, I respect the woods. I'm walking into nature's home. Uh, If I, if I see a creepy spider on the path or somewhere, I'm not going to kill it because I don't like it. I, I, you know what I mean? I'm in, I'm in nature's home and I make sure that I don't break twigs as I move through things. I'm really careful about all that, but a lot of that had to do with these 12 step feathers, (laughs) but anyway, I'm, 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 I'm Bob the Sasquatch and I have a problem. Yeah. (laughs) I tree knock all the time and I can't seem to stop. <laughs> Hi, Bob. Uh, yeah. Hi, well, Bob. Well, you know, I don't bother nature while I'm out there, but you know, I'm I'm telling you though, if, if a poisonous snake comes along, that's where I draw the line. Okay. He's got to go. That's fine. If it ticks on me, it's gonna go. It's gonna die. Yeah. If a mosquito's yeah. lodging itself feeding on me, he's gonna get whacked. I don't want to say I'm like a right. Buddhist monk. To where nature, yeah. but you know that's just kind of how I approach it. It's kind of like I, if I'm going out there and I'd love to make contact for what that's worth, just to be out there, um, then I'm going to go in as non-aggressive as I can. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that that's just that's how I approach mine. I used to wood knock way in the beginning. I don't. I used to yell in the yeah. beginning. I don't. I used to gift in the beginning. I don't. Um, yeah. and the thing is other people could be doing that. That's great. You know, I've not, I don't knock or judge or anything. I just say what I do is right. pretty much the human factor. I want to be out there being human. Like, like Steve said in the documentary, you know, or if we run into them, you know, how, how do they react if we run into them or they run into us out there right. and it's never been like an aggressive towards you. It's just, we don't understand the unknown. You know, that one segment with me and Mary walking, whatever that was, was pacing us because I heard it as we're walking through and I could hear the rainfall. I heard something walking up a steep kettle right next to us as we were going. When I finally stopped to do my little testimonial, because that's what I do out in the woods, document. And as I say that, boom, there, I mean, whatever it is, is right there. Don't know what it is, but it definitely sounded bigger than a a deer or anything like that because it was definitely yes it was it was was like keeping up with us and here i am stopping and as soon as you hear it right here mighty bigfoot hunter jay what are we going to do do you see my face that run yeah my face that was legit because i could hear mary she's like you know like what 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 is that it's right there and i'm just kind of like and when she turned that off i'm like let's just be calm and she's over there that's the part i don't have in there she's like 
I don't care what you say, Jay. I'm making a pull for it right now. That's what right. she was saying to me, whispering to me. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to have her back. I'll be a wingman. You know, I'm not going to be like Maverick to fly off and to, to stay and be there. But there was, it was, uh, it was beyond the creepiest thing ever. Cause it's not like it just happened. Cause if it just happened, I I've spooked up a deer before, you know, you could walk in the dark, right? You don't know they're right there because they, yeah. they think you're invisible. And then they jump up and they, Oh God, that, that was a deer. <laughs> no, whatever this was, was pacing us that right. whole time up there. And that's the part that bothered me. I'm like, you know, I think Mary said that after she goes, it was the danger zone. We don't know what it was, but we were trapped. There was a, a steep kettle to our goal. It was to my left and a, a kettle going up to the right. There was no way to really run anywhere. The only way to go was, all right, we're going to go. And then we just got back to the car. I, I think that's a smart thing to do too, Jay, because if you've got a, some sort of large animal or creature near you and you can't see what it is, well, you know, you don't know what that is. That could be a mountain lion. It could be a bear. It could be something known, you know, Yeah. and it could be something unknown, but either way, you don't want it five feet away from you. I know. I'm just like, <laughs> that was, that, that was my actual reaction. when she's saying, I'm yeah. like, do you hear that? And it's crunching. And I'm like, oh. you know, I mean, it was, it was one of those, the pucker moments, I call it, yeah. you know, or it was like, it's time to go. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I've gotten over that. Yeah. I've tried to talk to a lot of people. Um, you know, in, in both of my documentaries, I don't have this one encounter, but it was it was with Chris uh, Tipton, and we just get out there, and it was June, just got dark, um, and it just got done raining. We were walking out there, and you hear the rainfall coming up, all the leaves, 360 degrees around you, and just, you know, just rhythmic and everything. We're on a big 15 foot wide path, but a very steep kettle on each side. One of the 300 foot kettles on one side, 200 ish on the other side. And we're up there and it's dark. And he brought his little club with. He goes, Hey, do you mind if I knock? Because remember, I said I knocked, but I don't need more. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, go ahead. He walks over to the edge of the kettle and finds a tree and just, he's about 12 feet away from me. And he's like, Wham, wham. And of course, you're trying to listen for a reply, right? Because that's what we're supposed to do. And it was dark enough where I couldn't see Chris because that's how dark the canopy was and how dark it was in there. And I actually closed my eyes to focus. Even though it was dark, I, I closed my eyes to focus. And I'm hearing around me, you know, the, the rain falls off the leaves just everywhere. And all of a sudden, right, right behind me to my right, and I'm not imagining it because I captured something on audio because it's the only thing I had on me. I hear a step right to my right, right behind me right in the middle of me and then one right off to my left but it sounded like it was right behind me like you know i i couldn't judge exactly but on how wide the path was couldn't have been any more than 10 feet right behind me and the feeling i got was do you guys ever remember being kids and going upstairs from the basement you turn the light off the basement you're going up the stairs and you have that feeling of something chasing you up the stairs or am, am i the only one yeah. all right so <laughs> I always, I always use that because it was that type of um, fear that overtook me. And I was a tree. I mean, meaning I couldn't move. I couldn't speak. I couldn't motion to Chris. Chris didn't have no idea what was even going on. And I felt like I was just like froze because I never heard it leave. That last step I heard was right behind me to my left. And I just felt like what, what's going to happen? You know, all those things kind of rush through your mind. And what felt like an eternity only turned out to be like a 
like a minute and 20 seconds because I remember something snapped me out of it and I walked right towards Chris, but being, you know, I, I don't want to be aggressive and have a big spotlight on it. Don't ask me why, but I put my therm on it. And of course I walked towards Chris, turn around, put my therm on it. Nothing's there. So of course I'm like, all right, can I just imagine that, you know? Um, but later on uh, in, in the audio that I captured, I can hear what what sound what sounded like bipedal footsteps behind me that's all i can say but it's like i'm not going to try to convince anybody of that that was <laughs> that was my own experience you know i don't need to tell people hey you know jay could be a crackpot for all we know you know he doesn't know anything um but that was you know you were saying chris when you were saying it you know it's it's okay to be scared i i had a hard time with that one because I, I didn't go back out for a little over a month I'm like, I'm done with this. I have no idea what I'm, what this is. I felt like I could have died, you know, left my you well, know, you wife know. and kids. And, you know, it just made me sad and depressed. And I, I didn't want to do it anymore. You know, it's kind of funny. Maybe someday you'll, you'll read about this. Wink, wink. Um, the body has a certain reaction when things happen like that. It's called the flight or fight reaction. Right? Yeah. A lot of times, you know, you you don't know how you're going to react to you. you're in those circumstances. You felt this dire, imminent fear of the unknown or danger, <clears throat> and you reacted by getting out. That's what you do. Um, you know, people kind of chuckle because they've been here, and Chris can attest to this. You know, I get a rock thrown at me, and what do I do? <sighs> laugh. Yeah. I laugh. Right, <laughs> live on the air. Yeah, last September, up at. You know, the state forest there and yeah, something throws yeah, a rock yeah, at yeah, us. Yeah. And I sit there and I laugh. And I forget who it was in the chat room said, yeah, something throws a rock and Coles just sits there and laughs. <laughs> you got to understand the reason why I have that fight instead of flight is because for years I was a firefighter and paramedic. So where people were running one right. way, I was running into the danger. Right. So to me, when, when danger hits, it's like, okay, it's just where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Right. Most of the time, you know, people have that opposite reaction. But what does that tell us? That tells us that if there is a particular situation where somebody is showing a flight or fight reaction, it shouldn't be fight and then a minute or three minutes or 10 minutes later turns into fright and books off. Yeah. And we hear that in certain Bigfoot sightings. You know, the people. You know, they, they get this 10-second video, but, oh, then I got afraid and I ran. No, right. it doesn't happen that way. Right. Psychologically, you're either going to get, I'm, okay, what Correct. do you do? All right, let's get out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or they're just going to say, all right, we're staying here until the very end. Yeah. That was Roger Patterson. That was Roger Patterson. Yeah. I'm, I want this thing. That's it. I'm going. Yeah. Right? You know, and that's why some of the, the videos that come out, I'm like, that's that's not that makes no sense but you know, you know you know that's what i'm saying you know they always say you know be careful what you wish for right i'm always wishing mm -hmm. to you know to do that to make contact you know i'm going to go out like jane cadall and do my hand signals and do the same thing i do in all my different areas over and over and over one but, day it would be great for this primate to walk out and do the same thing to me and i don't mean a forest friendly giant but something now know? here's the fun thing to think about jay <clears throat> Out in the woods with Steve, and something throws a rock. Steve ain't going anywhere. Yeah. In fact, Steve's going to handcuff Jay to Steve. 
<laughs> so Jay doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, listen, listen. There's only one time, and this was this was not the fight or flight, but I was out with Linda Godfrey. That was my first documentary. You know where she's like, you know, it's during the wait, wait, hold on. Were you looking for Dog Man? No, we weren't. Okay, good because if you were looking for Dog Man and I hear something something growled at me, there's flight. I'm out. <laughs> no, no, That's with, much, not so much. No, with with this one is she's like you know she's in her later sixties, you know, and she's she goes up to a tree and I'm actually recording her and she's like trying to shake it like a you know, like a like a gorilla, you know, trying to shake the tree to get aggressive. She draw something in because it was such a nice afternoon day and out in the kettle. And then she goes, here, you try it. Now, she didn't record me doing this, which I wish she would have. Um, but I found a different sapling. And it was, it was like a young sapling. And I grabbed it with, I could put both, you know, uh, hands around it. And I was wearing my baseball cap. And I put my sunglasses on top of my baseball cap. And I start shaking this thing. But I start making this sound like a silverback gorilla. Just, you know, just going crazy and just hitting it like this. And I remember looking down a little bit because I want to make sure it was September. So I want to make sure nothing was going to hit my eyes or anything like that. There was nothing in it. it was, like I said, it was a young sapling. So nothing was falling from this thing. And it was only 12 feet high. So I'm shaking, shaking, shaking. My glasses fall off. I look down. And then I'm look, you know, looking up a little bit more like this and still going. And all of a sudden I get this pain on the left side of my head, which is actually facing the woods, not Linda, who was on the path. So I kind of went off the path into the woods and doing this so where this came from came from just the woods and it was like the left side of my head right down here so nothing that would have come down it would have come from this way now you know linda said that could have been a rock and i'm like who's gonna throw a rock again this was early on with what i was doing and um i took my hat off and sure enough i had a, i had a lump but it was on this the left part of my head and it was like rod to touch so I'm, we're kind of looking, but you know, the, the, the forest was so high that, you know, we couldn't find anything, you know, of course you can come to a conclusion. It was a rock because it left, you know, a bump, a Fred Flintstone mm. bump on it. But, um, the, the, you know, uh, I did take Linda cause I drove and I took Linda home and I was nowhere subdivision, like the back of my hand. And I got lost on the way out and I couldn't remember where I was going which I didn't even think about it, but you know, they're like, that could be a form of a small concussion. I don't know. Um, but then it was that next week that you see in my film that the rocks are being thrown. And, and it's so funny because Sanjay, who I was with was really impressed by it because you know, they all get whipped at us and they're landing by our feet. And uh, I'm curious about it. But remember, I just got hit in the head with possibly a rock the week before so he's like, oh, here it comes again. Kind of like Steve. That's what I'm thinking you would do. <laughs> and I'm like, here it comes again. And I, I actually like turn around and duck and move my head a little bit because I'm like, you know, getting hit in the head with a rock hurts. So, you know, there is there is that fight or flight. There's times, like I said, I've been out yeah. there to where you hear something, but I feel like I could be in my own living room, you know, totally comfortable. Uh, this could be at you know, 11 o'clock at night, you know, midnight or whatever. And it's it feels so comfortable, but I could be out there during the day same areas where I just want to get the heck out of there because something doesn't feel right, you know? So that's that's what I kind of go by. I go by the gut feel. But well, usually, Jay, I, usually I don't run. While you're out in these areas, uh, can you ever recall having a, a discomfort with either one of your ears or a, a fluttering sensation? Like, <sighs> Wow, that's weird. 
because I actually thought maybe that was like the biggest mosquito that went into my ear. All, <laughs> all mosquitoes go into your ear. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one time that one did uh, my right ear actually, and it just came from out of nowhere, and it was like just in my ear. And I, I remember I didn't see a bug or anything, but it scared the crap out of me because you're just walking along, and all of a sudden it's right there. So yeah. I didn't know what that was either. <laughs> um but yeah no so it's uh those you know different type of odd encounters out there you know again how do i associate everything with bigfoot just because it's the woods you know i mean i I don't know but that's what i'm saying is i try to record everything i'm doing in, in in wisconsin and i'm listening to what you guys come across and you're you're next to the woods you know well, you know, as far as that, um, what I call escorting. Oh, yeah. Right? You got the escort. Oh, yeah. Now, I'll give you a little story of my own. Is uh, Years ago, um, maybe in 2015, 2016, somewhere in there, um, I, myself and, and, and someone else, we, we, I forget who it was that was with me, go walking down, you know, this particular road, and all this activity is going not only were we getting paralleled by something on the left side, but also the right side. Yeah. And walked all the way down. So we turned around, walked back, and it was came back with us. So I said, Hey, I go up to my son. <laughs> Wanna go take a walk down the road? Yeah, yeah, take take Spence with you. Off they go. They come back about 15 minutes later. Yeah, something was following us on both sides of the wood. <laughs> nice. Experienced the same thing. So, yeah, it's, and yeah, there was a time when, uh, saying, and that's happened to me before, uh, where, but that was the first time I've actually had it on both sides, which was kind of interesting. I've had one on one side, and I remember that night, it sounded like something was just going to pop out anytime. You could hear it getting really close to the edge of where the road was. Right. And it's like, <gasps> and then it stops. I'm like, oh my God. It's, it's not going to show and, itself. And I, and I remember that my heart was in my throat. It's going to show itself. And, my, and you were excited, right? Excited. Oh my god, the adrenaline like, rush was like my I, I, it. I could hardly breathe. I was like, here it comes. It's it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> Blake and I kind of experienced that a little bit on the way back. This was last fall. We were down there doing um some of the range finding at that one area where we believe we caught a Sasquatch on thermal. But anyway, on our way back, we kept hearing something to our left. And we kept looking at it. We both would just be talking. We'd both look to our left, both look to our Finally, I think we stop and I'm thinking maybe it's just we're kicking up squirrels or something because it was during the afternoon and they were just like running away. And then uh, Blake was like just a couple of feet behind me and I just kind of stopped and looked at me. He wanted to pick up the binoculars. We look off to the left where that sound was and whatever it was, was the fastest moving critter. And I have no idea what it was. It was like. The only way I could explain it, it was like just like two feet, three feet off the path. And it was, you know, a good 15, 20 yards within a second. You know, it was weird. It was like it just, and then you could hear it way, you know, far away. I'm like, what in the heck moves that fast? So again, you know, I have no idea what it was, but, you know, I just kind of keep rolling with it, really. Just document, right? That's all I can do. Yep. I could share it with you, and just like Chris was telling me, Jay, have you ever had a flutter in your ear? 
Yep. Wow. I, I never knew anybody else had a flutter. I've actually. I myself as well, too. Have you Chris really? Chris was the first. Chris was the first. And uh, and the next thing you know, Chris, you're right. Because, and it was followed by this terrible, creeped out feeling. Yeah. And, yes. we belie- and I believe that that is what getting hit with infrasound really feels like. In your ear like that? Well, understand the the mechanics of infrasound causes vibrations in the eyes and in the ears. That's why people can see things, hear things, gives them that nauseous feeling, gets them the feelings of being watched, gives them that creeped out feelings. Okay, so that's also happened to me uh, without the flutter is uh, going up one of these kettles like it was two two years ago in January. And we're going up uh, like three different kettles up down you know in the snow it was awesome and uh, the second kettle that i was going up um climbing up the side of the hill we had to get around this one huge fallen oak and we had to go around it through the brush to you know to get up that's kind of where our trail was to get up Mm -hmm. and uh adam was with me and he actually went through first and he and he got up there and as i started going through i was right around the fallen down log with the the brush kind of overhanging me like a canopy and all of a sudden, I felt like I had to puke. I mean, like it came over me, like you know that that feeling, like when you're sick, like you're about to throw up, just like that. Right. And actually, I, I remember I said, like Adam, video, just turn on your video, because I, I wanted to know if this was going to last, if I was going to throw up. You know, he's like, "What do you want me to watch you puke?" But as I came around underneath the canopy. As fast as it came, it went away. Like I had no signs of of having a nausea stomach. And yeah. that just struck me as weird. You know, you kind of know your body, right? right. So. Well, here, here's a question. <clears throat> Did you see the movie Paranormal Activity? Yes. Did you see it in the movie theaters or on TV? So on TV. Mm. Now, why do you think that movie did so well in the movie there's where people were just creeped out and felt scared crap you know scared the crap out of them because they're around because, everybody because they buried infrasound every time oh, remember that yeah. little noise you would hear every time the ghost you would hear this yes right that was actually infrasound it, it doesn't pipe in through our television sets but through some of the more sophisticated movie theater Dolby yeah. systems, Very it was pumping out this infrasound. Wow. And it was causing people to feel, oh, my God, this is the creepiest thing I've ever watched. <laughs> yeah. so, so, that, so is that what you're saying? When I watched it at the theater, it was a lot more creepier than when I watched it when I bought the Blu-ray? Watched it at home? No, no. Chances are that it was probably just creepy the first time because you hadn't seen it before. Oh, okay. I was just... <laughs> I was just, I was just wondering if something else was just like, you know, more of that fear factor. Oh yeah, this is this is the scene where the kid, you know, takes the kid's arm off. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But you watch it the first time and you're like, oh, yeah. They definitely just did that to to play with the audience, you know, and actually, you know, they they did for better reviews too, of course. But it was clever. A success plan that made people flock to that movie. Yeah. Um, it didn't. That's why you watch some people that have seen it. Uh, and I'm talking about the first one. Right. I thought the first one was brilliant. It was. Um, Just like the first Blair Witch, I thought was. Brilliant. I thought that was brilliant too. A lot of people say, "Oh, well, yeah." I I thought that was brilliant. It was. Yeah. Pretty cool. Was, uh, um, but yeah. So 
No, so you were saying, so it's like I, I've had that that throw up feeling, and I've had other people that I've been out with, uh, same area actually, not the same kettle we were on, have the same thing. All of a sudden, feel like they're just going to throw up, and it just goes right through them to a you know where it might last just a couple minutes, and then they're fine. Right. So, well, yeah, Jay, I had noticed back in 2010 when I was having a, a few exciting encounters. Uh, prior to the encounter, I would get that sometimes, not every time, but sometimes prior, I would get that in the ear. And then when that happened, I would know, okay, start looking around. Something's okay. going on. You know, um, check out the tree trunks. Look very closely. Does that tree trunk look kind of fat? Why does it look kind of fat? You know, stuff like that. It's, it is. That's, I, I can't believe you asked me that question. Um. I, that was actually on the cutting room floor for my first, uh, film, uh, when I'm explaining the flutter in my ear and I thought that really didn't make sense. So I actually cut that out of my first film. So you don't see that in there. So you didn't really know this until you said it. So that's pretty cool. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the conversation has gone as sorry yeah yeah I, I'm, I'm stuck over on the chat room too you guys are really <laughs> everyone's like oh, everyone's reading, I, I know which mother bigfoot carries her baby i know what video he's talking about that was the cgi one probably where it's going which one? Oh, there's one there it's going yeah across that and it's, uh, it's obvious cgi now i think there was one made uh was it uh oh gosh Never mind, it's gone. <laughs> I haven't really, honestly, seen a good Bigfoot show since Harry and the Hendersons, in my opinion. I'm just not—I don't know. These, these movies that come out—I mean, they always make it out to be the just like this monster, the terror, and you know, yeah. more more uh, dogmanish or something or werewolfish. Yeah, that's just my opinion. I look at it. I know a lot of people are into that. You know, into the killing and slaying and horror and everything like that. I just, I want to. Uh, you know what story. it is? It, it's become this this culture now of how Bigfoot is violent. Yeah, yeah. And he'll snatch you up in the woods. Yeah. yeah. No, no. And, and and studies will show, although there are some cultural differences, yeah. such as certain chimpanzees will attack monkeys. Right. Certain gorillas, even now, they're learning that will will eat meat. Believe it or not. Yeah. Um, see, I don't, I don't, I don't fear, I don't fear that when I, when I go out there. I mean, of course, what, what I fear is man, if I'm going to walk into somebody else out there, um, you know, of course, you know, running, you know, running into a cougar or bear or it's cubs or whatever, that would be like my number one. I'm not, I'm not worried about running into a Bigfoot or dog man or any cryptid out there. It's just, you're out in the woods. Right. So I just, honestly, I just don't want to brush up and get a tick on me. It's like there's I'm worried about the ticks. There's you're worried about ivy. the ticks. Chris is worried about the snakes. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I I load myself up with that permethrin. Sawyer's permethrin on my clothes. Oh my god, that stuff. I haven't had knock out wood. I haven't had a tick since 2014 before I started using it. Uh, I live by it. I spray everything: shoes, well, socks, pants, shirt. Uh, back in 2010, you know, I, I didn't have a whole lot of funds available, extra funds, that is, to go bigfooting yeah. with for equipment and stuff. And and 
I spent like $280 on a pair of snake boots because some of the areas I was going into, man, it was like, uh, oh, wow, you know, you could walk in there and have a rattlesnake hanging off each leg when you came back out if you weren't careful. But do you see what so, we see? The same thing is from where Steve's location is, Chris mm-hmm. and, and mine, they're all different. You're right. If you invited me down, Chris, to go hiking down with you, mm-hmm. I'd be like, absolutely. But I would take that precaution of saying what's out there that's potentially going to be yeah dangerous or you know poisonous or anything like that because right. if you're like dude yeah go ahead walk out with your hiking boots see if you get hit by a rattler out there see, yeah. how, see how you feel when you just step on them unexpectedly so yeah I, that's what i mean i would take that heed before i'd go just like steve if i came out by you and you're like oh yeah we got black bear around here all the time you know <laughs> they're, they're here by the dozen i think i think finding the trackway has it What's if that? you want to see Bigfoot, go out in the woods and start talking politics to yourself and samurai chatter. <laughs> Bigfoot will quickly show up to argue with you. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's possible. No, I, I, I never, I never, ever, ever speak politics yeah. in the woods. Yeah, Jay said the only physical reaction I can remember is when I had my encounter. I couldn't swallow like my mouth got completely dry for about twenty minutes. Yes, that's called that, shock. <laughs> that's yeah. called shock. Yep, you can. Yeah. Things start to. When you, when you go in, uh, there is something called um, uh, psychogenic shock, which is mimics a lot of your physical shocks. There's there's uh, there's numbers of different shocks. There's hypovolemic shock, which is loss of blood uh, or fluids, uh, because if you get super dehydrated, you can go into hypovolemic shock, or if you lose a lot of blood, you go into hypovolemic shock. They have cardiogenic shock, which is if you have a issue with your heart you go into a certain kind of shock but then there's psychosomatic shock which is where you see something so devastating your body mimics that and now it's your brain protecting it so you end up losing you know sensations to your body your skin will your adrenaline hypes up a little bit and you become especially with an adrenaline dump you become unable to do certain functions like swallowing you lose your saliva in your mouth um you know you're in your fight mode and that's kind of a shock way. It's a it has to do a lot with a uh, a, a uh, cortical steroid dump or adrenaline dump. So yeah, this is, a, this is good information. <clears throat> I wish I could read about that. Yeah. Um, no, I you know it's like we were just talking. It's like you know when we're all out there having different experiences. The one thing I was going to ask you, you guys, and I don't want to put you guys on the spot at all because it's very easy to say you know when we go down to uh, Steve's four categories the apers just will remain apers would you ever think about expanding that thought into something other than what you think it is just yeah this is just kind of on the spot just throwing it because people have asked me that too the same thing you know they'll be like if you think well just fine you know i i talked about the nephilim yeah you know yeah i decided to call that category the holy rollers uh no, come on. Biblical Bigfoot's a lot better. Which is okay. Well, I mean, you got Apers, the Woo, the Holy Rollers. Yeah, I, I guess. And, and, and the Ghostbusters. What would you call the ETs then? Yeah, uh, call them something fun. Give me a minute. I know. I'm trying to think. There's ET. That's all I can think of. There's nothing really fun about it. Or Mac and me. <laughs> the ripoff of each. I know, right? <laughs> um, 
the saucer, uh, saucer, uh, something, uh, you know, I don't Ooh, the, know. Saucer the saucer squatchers. There you go. Saucer squatchers. Yes, sir. That's it. You got to coin those. You got to coin them. Ah. But I'm just saying they're really good, but that's what I'm saying. And that's kind of what I was talking to, uh, Ken about, like I said, up in Michigan, just asking him just straight up, just like you're, you're sold because he's feet on the ground, zoologist, you know, looking at it just from the, the science point of it. But is there any point that you could ever, you know, expand from that just to fancy the idea if it's even a possibility or is it strictly? No, this are, is, are you saying you want me to come up with a fifth category? No, no, not at all. <laughs> Although I probably would be that fifth category called the J Squatch. I think everybody needs to have an open mind. And uh, a lot of the times, yeah. or, or, or it could be, or it could be the kook squatch, and nobody's seeing nothing <laughs> <laughs> across the board. I put my face next to it. I kind of like Steve. You know, I kind of like base what I think on what I've witnessed. Right. And if you see something, do something odd, like. Yeah. Uh, if somebody sees one, I've got a dog in the background. Sorry, guys. That's a but if, if somebody sees one, if I were to see one, you know, disappear into a portal out of thin yeah. air, okay, then I might start accepting that that's a possibility because, you know, hey, there it went. You know, Right. Uh, might start questioning my sanity, but, uh, but that, you, know, that's you gotta what but that's try what to saying. figure out what you saw, you know. But no, that's exactly what I'm saying is it's kind of yeah. like, I don't think I limit myself. You know, you could, people could say, Jay's right. the holy roller, you know, uh, listening uh, of the Nephilim or uh, the woo. But it's kind of like I kind of accept all the camps. That's just yeah. how I am right now because I really don't know. And I think that's where I'm kind of at, where I just, I, you know what I mean? Because With, I, uh, yeah, I don't necessarily discount the, the uh, excuse me, the descriptions in the Bible because uh, these things have been around for a long time. Uh, when you look at the Bible's been around for thousands of years, and that's basically, you know, even if you, you take out the religious factor, it's a historical text. Right. So uh, you're going to find a history book there, and, and sure enough, you know, we find descriptions of hairy people, ape-like people, uh, you know, within a couple of hundred years before the, the United States was formed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, I don't think it's, yeah. it's, it's anybody should be really surprised that, I saw the description of a hairy person in the Bible. Right. I don't think that's really odd at all. No. And like you said, it's also very historical, you know, the historical text. Yeah. Yeah. That we don't know. But I was just always curious about that because I feel like I'm, honestly, this is how I feel when I first started doing this because I was strictly flesh and blood primate. I, I really yeah. was. But yeah. I, I know that I'd be lying if I said I don't have, the other possibilities open with me right now. You know, I kind of feel like I'm the, yeah. the kook who kind of left the, you know, the main, the main camp. But well, the, the I, thing is, yeah, I, I, you know, see, when it, I don't mean to interrupt, but yeah. see, I, I'm willing to accept people's beliefs. Like, okay, you believe it's that. Mm -hmm. I don't believe it's that way in certain aspects. Right. Like, for example, the woo folks. They all believe it's for certain reasons. I believe it all has a scientific explanation to it. Infrasound, other other types of phenomena. Nephilim people, that's purely based on belief only. Never seen a shred of evidence or any anybody say it's Nephilim because of this reason. 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, even the even the ET folks, the uh, saucer squatchers, um, the saucer squatchers, they believe they believe it because there's been a, a sighting associated with the Bigfoot and a UAP or UFO or whatever you want to call them, right? So there is some correlation there. Right. But the Nephilim folks have nothing. So that's the first one I can discount. This, you know, again, I've talked about, you know, so there's different reasons. I'm not going to go down my list. No, right, right, right. But the Nephilim is probably the weakest argument in all because there is no evidence to support any of it other than the fact well, that somebody can interpret. And even, I, I believe even in, in, in the program, your pastor says, if I'm interpreting this correctly. You're correct. And you did catch him. Uh, yep. so, I don't want to say catch him. He wanted to make sure that's how it had to come. That's an interpretation. Across, right. It's, right. Your, it's an interpretation, not necessarily this is a fact. Correct. Right. Yep. Just just like when I'm speaking in it, I'm yep. speaking from the heart yep. and whether I, I'm thinking about it, you know, differently than what most people would, you know, so be it. But I, I don't want to pretend to be one thing. It definitely sound like I know what I'm doing on the other. You know, I just kind of lay it out. This is what's going on. That's how come I wanted you know, uh, why I wanted Ron on there because I did read the Quantum Bigfoot. Definitely. I'm just saying it's like I loved it. But I've also read Ken's books and David, David, and of course, Steve. You know, we have a good friendship that we started back in 2016 when we met, you know, and um, that's how come it's like that's how come I like throwing little pieces of stuff towards you um, because I know you're going to shoot right from right from the hip of saying, you're not going to just discount it, but you're going to look at it. You're going to say, boop, 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 boop. That's what it is. Whether it's not the answer I was looking for, at least I learned something from that. And that's that's how I looked at it. So honestly, the, 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 the vocals I sent you, you know, and the thermal, you know, I didn't know if they were just going to be passed off, like boom, boom, boom. But you really looked at them, and that really helped me out with our investigation on our end. And then we just leave it up to whatever it could have been. I, th- I, fir- I firmly believe that the Nephilim explanation in the Bible is used to describe giants, okay? There's also other interpretations that uh, uh, open for hairy people in the Bible. Uh, not necessarily that they are uh, combined with uh, angel DNA and human DNA, uh, but uh, that may be their uh, early explanation and they've tried to come up with a way to explain why are these hairy people different yeah. from us, you know, yeah. uh, very and possible, very possible. Yeah. Ron, Ron, uh, Ron's take on that is very uh, interesting. Well, it was, yeah, I, I thought it was going really well. And then he, he came out with that. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, now there is, we will See, find eventually that- when, Oh, we will find the DNA and and they will un- encode it, encode it, find yeah. out what it is, we, and we're yeah. going to find a lot of stuff that will be in from the from the Denisovan DNA research that had done had been done years ago. Yeah, they found a piece of the DNA that contained a section of hominid that is unknown to them. I mean, it's not on file anywhere else. Right. There's one of our ancestors or relatives out there that we have never got a fossil from. Uh, and we don't have DNA from it, so uh, yet to be found. And this very well could be—I don't know if Bigfoot's it. Maybe part of it. Yep. Uh, but it's is still it, out this, there. Isn't this adventure fun? It's I mean, fun. just oh, it yeah. certainly is. Yeah, certainly just is. doing this because well, it, 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 I'm just saying it brings out the dialogue for me because listen, just listening to you, Steve and Chris, 
you know, talk about your experiences, your knowledge is the same way when you were saying, you know, Ron went a certain way um, that could have been, well, you know, a lot different from the Aper side, let's say. But at the same time, I'm listening to that the same way. It's like I absorb. Yeah. I just, I, I absorb he, it, I guess. You know, he said a lot of stuff that made some sense. Yeah. There's a lot but, like, like yeah. Ken said the same thing up in Michigan. He's like, Oh yeah, Ron's a good guy. I really don't believe a lot. With, we don't agree on a lot of things, but he's a great guy. And yeah. I'm like, hey, that's well, cool. yeah, I'm actually really uh, the people don't believe this, but I'm actually a skeptic. Uh, you know, I'm I have to. I'm from Missouri. Show me. You know, I mean, actually, I'm in Kentucky, but uh, I feel a lot of kinship with the the Missouri for the show me state. Okay, if you want me to believe something, or if I'm supposed to accept something, well, then show me. Uh, now I've, I've seen evidence of Bigfoot, uh, but I've not seen evidence, uh, well, that couldn't be explained of extraterrestrial. Now I've seen stuff in the sky that I couldn't explain, but that doesn't necessarily mean, oh my God, you know, it's the Borg or, or we're under attack from alien species. You know? I like that. You got that uh, little reference in there, the Borg. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, so, we have yeah. three, I'm just under three yeah, minutes yeah, left yeah. for sure. Oh, wow. Look how quick that goes when we're talking good stuff. And Jay, you said something earlier. You're absolutely right. When I start talking to folks like you and people where they were talking pure research stuff, God, that inspires me to go out and do more. You know, that's the stuff. And it's never gotten dull after all these years I've been doing this. Same. You know, I always feel like there's a calling out there. So, hey, next year year is 25 years. Wow. Hey, then I need your 25 years to come up, bring your uh, lovely wife uh, uh, out here to Wisconsin. Absolutely. You know, make so break. let's get yes. our, let's pitch our uh, <laughs> Blu-ray. All right, ready? Let me mute All my right. barking dog. There we go. Order your Beyond the Kettle Finding J2 Blu-ray at www.jbachochin.com. Anyway, that's where you can actually find that. I know everybody's. And if you order now, yeah, yes, you will get a free kiss. No, wait, 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 wait. That's that's actually good. That's actually good because say $20 for Beyond the Kettle or $10 for Finding Jay, the first one. But if you buy both of them together, it would be $25 plus shipping. That's it. I'm telling you. you And if you order within the next 20 minutes, you get a free kiss from Jay. I won't kill this baby seal. <laughs> Use cards. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, it's on um, both on uh, uh, Amazon Prime and uh, Vimeo. Uh, I have the hard copies, both professionally burned, high quality, excellent. Um, can't thank you enough, Steve, for oh, and you know, not, not only not only for contributing to my film because you really did a great job through the whole thing. You kept it grounded right where it needed, where I wanted it to be. You know, so it wasn't all over and uh, for having me on tonight to talk about it. That's been great for both you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, hey, Jay, after the show, stick around. I got I to gotta say something really funny to you, but I don't want to give it away to the audience. Okay. See it. But, um, but yeah, it, it, Jay, as always, it's great having you with a great discussion. Great movie, by the way. And you know what? Uh, I will say this. Steve's uh, like um, Cliff Notes. Uh, a review of the film. There's some deep shit we talk about in, in that film. So <laughs> that's a, that's awesome. That's all I have to take it. It's not a star. It's not the Titanic. I'm no James Cameron, but 
there's some interesting like you said there's some deep stuff in there yeah there's really some deep yeah. stuff but like i had to, i had to throw in that funny that's deep. awesome but okay folks chris do your thing before we sign out of well, here uh again we want to thank jay for being on we appreciate having you jay always a pleasure and we want to thank all of our listeners in the chat room and both everybody's on the podcast we appreciate all y'all uh love every one of you tickled to death to have you every week and so honored by you being here and if it's your first time watching us on youtube hey hit the subscribe smash that thumbs up button give us a like sharing is caring sure is yeah bear share down. that podcast bear down bear down dub bears <laughs> Anyway, on behalf of me and everybody here at Squatch DTV, we want to wish everybody a happy and safe, healthy week. You know, and of course, the things I say every week, God bless and keep on squatching. We'll catch you all here next week. SquatchDTV.com right here on YouTube, 9 p.m. Eastern on Sunday nights. We'll catch you all next week, folks. God bless. Hey, folks, you've been watching Squatch DTV. Join us each week, Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for the latest on the Bigfoot mystery. As always, we thank you for being our loyal viewers and encourage all to subscribe to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Steve Culls. As always, have a great week. Stay safe. God bless and keep on squatching.